Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, an evolved perspective on life with dogs. Well, it's all Welcome indeed to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Great to be here. We're all celebrating that it is the week after the 4th of July, and I hope everybody made, everybody and their dogs and cats and animals uh, made it through the fireworks without incident. We were hunkered down all weekend long, making sure everyone was safe and and comfortable, and uh, everyone did pretty well. Uh, it was interesting. The goats did not like the fireworks either, especially the mom. <laughs> it's not just a dog thing. No, no. She was like, what? And she'd like run into the little goat house every time one would go off. Granted, we were like, I don't know what was going on in our na- neighborhood, but it felt like professional fireworks displays all I, through the night. I had the same problem in Tacoma. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. I mean, technically, fireworks are illegal in Tacoma except for the city's display, but right. that certainly doesn't stop people. They're, yeah. they're going nuts with them. So gave the uh, the dogs and uh, gave the dog and the cats lots of extra treats and love. Yeah. So. Well, everybody's glad it's over. <laughs> We're all like, yay! <laughs> Not the holiday, but the fireworks for sure. So. Right. Well, we have a great show today. Uh, one of my favorite, I mean, topics, and certainly one of my favorite organizations. I'll be talking with Ardeth DeVries with Old Dog Haven about their Walk for Old Dogs, which is coming up July 17th from 11 to 3 at Cromwell Park in Shoreline. And this is their big annual fundraiser, uh, their costs to do what they do, and we'll talk more detail about that, um, are very high. And, it, uh, you know, these types of fundraisers are really important to enable them to do the amazing work that they do, helping old dogs get into homes and out of shelters. This episode of The Dog Show is brought to you by the Natural Pet Pantry. When we brought Lois, our old dog haven final refuge dog, home, we were told she probably didn't have a lot of time left. She might be close to the end of life. You know, it's hard to tell. Um, That was okay with us. We just wanted to get her out of the shelter and, you know, give her a loving home for, you know, regardless of how much time she had left. And the Natural Pet Pantry was really generous and continues to be. They stepped up and offered to feed Lois their cook stew at no charge to us or old dog haven. At that time, Lois weighed over 70 pounds. She was definitely obese. Um, Weeks turned into months, and over two years later now, Lois is still with us, doing well. People always comment how she looks younger and younger every time they see her. Uh, She's still eating natural pet pantry cooked stew. They are still donating that, and uh, she recently weighed in at her ideal weight of 43 pounds, so she had almost half of her body weight to lose, and it came off just effortlessly at a really nice pace using Natural Pet Pantry's cooked stew. They played a huge role in Lois's transformation, and I've seen it over and over again with my clients' dogs as well. I just can't recommend their food highly enough. You can go to naturalpetpantry.com. For more information, they have a store in Burien, a store in Kirkland, and their products are also sold in other independent natural pet stores around western Washington. That's naturalpetpantry.com. I also wanted to just uh, give a plug to another company that 
Natural Pet Pantry actually referred us to more recently when Lois was um, starting to act crankier than normal. Um, and we felt like maybe she was experiencing more, maybe it was pain related. We weren't sure what was going on. And that's a company that I interviewed a, f- a couple months ago called Canna Companion. And I have recently gotten even more uh, wonderful feedback from clients and friends who have tried it with their dogs. Um, it's good for all ages of dog for various things. Um, certainly doesn't work for every dog, but I think especially old dogs. That's Canna Companion, C-A-N-N-A, CompanionUSA.com is their website. Definitely check them out. It's been like a miracle for us with Lois. So, so for... Uh, speaking of old dogs, I have back with us on the show, Ardeth DeVries with Old Dog Haven. Ardeth, what a pleasure to have you back on the show. Thanks, Julie. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, so we're getting ready for your uh, big event, Old Dog Haven's um, Walk for Old Dogs. We are. And that is happening this year, July 17th in Shoreline right. at Cromwell Park. Mm-hmm. And people can go to your website to find out more information about that and all of the fun activities. And we'll be talking all about the event today as well. And that is olddoghaven.org. So will you tell us, for new listeners, um, you know, what is Old Dog Haven? What is the work that your organization does? Well, we are um, a nonprofit organization based in western Washington, and our primary goal is to get old dogs out of shelters Mm -hmm. so that they don't die um, alone and afraid. And so we started about 11 years ago, and it all began with Judith and Lee Piper, uh, our founders uh, who live in Arlington, bailing a couple of old guys out of a, a Seattle shelter. And Juliet has morphed into... um, a kind of a phenomenon. We're we're now the largest senior dog rescue in the United States, mm-hmm. and and we have now I think as of this morning 302 dogs in our care. Wow! And all of our dogs live uh, with families in private homes, like your Lois. Yep. And uh, we're not a shelter. So what we do is um, such a, a an incredibly needed kind of uh, a mission, and it's just been astounding how things have have progressed over the years. We've helped probably close to 4,500 dogs uh, during the past 11 years, um, which is uh, wonderful. Yeah, and and we're we're so thrilled that that this is a this is kind of a homegrown community organization. I mean, we're we're kind of a a community of of. fosters and and volunteers and uh you know people in the community who support us and and people like you who get the word out through the media and so it's it's really a kind of a homegrown um thing we have going on but we've been nationally recognized in many ways just because of the work that we do and we're the only organization of its kind in in Washington state and only one of two or three in the whole United States where dogs actually live with families in private homes yeah. So Old Dog Haven is a network of essentially uh foster homes and those and in and, and you have different sort of categories of that but like for us for example 
we are uh, Lois is a final refuge dog, right. so she's right. not going anywhere from no, no. From and, us. and what has what's happened, Julie, over the years is that initially we were we were taking dogs in from shelters that were really quite adoptable. Uh, our age limit is just to begin with is is eight and then older. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as time has passed, um, I think the shelters have been doing a a good job of adopting some of their senior dogs that are healthy and in good shape. But now we're at a point where ninety nine percent of the dogs that we have in our care are like Lois. They are our final refuge, which means they are permanently with their families and uh, will be there uh, until they leave their bodies. Mm -hmm. And the thing that um, is so amazing, but also at the same time uh, mind-boggling, is that Old Dog Haven pays for all of the veterinary expenses for the dogs in our care, Right, which means that our vet bills... um, or 300-plus dogs that need care 24-7, we're talking about $80,000 a month yeah. average. Well, and that's a concern for people who, oh, who might might want, who might be open to adopting a senior dog, um, but, you know, that, that is sort of comes, sort of coming with that is probably, you know, anticipating that there might be, that dog will probably need more vet care yeah. than a... Sure a one-year-old or two-year-old dog, um, and so that the organization just takes care of that really frees up so many more, you know, it makes it an option for people to be like, well, okay, gosh, if I don't have to worry about the financial piece of getting this dog, you know, great vet care, and we just need to provide the dog with a loving home and, and the time it takes to drive them to the vet and just, you know, take care of them, then it's great. Yeah. Right, and, and, and you know, and we get people all the time who say, how can somebody take a, a senior dog to a shelter? And one of the reasons is exactly what you've just talked about, yeah. where where dogs reach a certain age and they need more medical attention, and there are many people that can't afford that. And so the surrendering of a dog is, is often a, a very heart-wrenching and uh, uh, difficult thing for people. Um, that's one of the reasons, and there are other kinds of reasons that are not necessarily so understandable, but um, at the same time, um, what we're doing is we're we're kind of a safety net, I guess you could say. Yeah. Well, it's really, um, Lois is our first old, you know, old dog who we've adopted. We've, we've always, we've, we've adopted dogs, but they were, you know, I think the oldest one was maybe two and a half when we got her. Right. uh, Right. From our She is, is probably about 13 or 14 Uh now. Yeah, for her. we've had her for over two years now. So right, I know that. Yeah, I know that, and she's doing well. I heard you talking about her earlier. She is. She's um, she, well, the Canna Companion has made a huge difference in her. Mm-hmm. She was really, really, really cranky and and kind of you know problematic. And I was like, you know, trying and you know, both my wife and I work with dog behavior and training, so we're right. you know trying all right. this stuff. And and uh, I think it was probably probably related to her not feeling well. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So sure. I don't know, whatever the can of companion is doing, it's helped her tremendously. I think she's more comfortable and has certainly improved her mood. Um, but yeah, she's still doing great. She's definitely, but, you know, I've noticed that she's slowing, you know, continues mm-hmm. to slow down. And I think she's, um, I think she's, you know, getting stiffer and stuff like that. But otherwise, she's she's doing great. Good. Yeah. Good. 
Yeah, we just adore her. And it's really, it's the first time that I've, um, so, you know, we got her and they they thought she was probably 10 to 12 years Uh old based off, and I think that was based off of the information. It was like, it was pretty, coming from a good source, I don't know, a neighbor or something like that. Um, And she, so it's like, okay, so as far as the experience of bonding with a dog and starting to relate to that dog as a family member. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time that I've experienced bringing in an old, you know, a senior dog into the pack. Right. And and experiencing that bonding process and um it's just the same as any of the other. I mean, you Absolutely. just you, you yeah. they you get to know them and fall in love with them and and we just adore her and 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 it's a really special connection and you know the feeling that Darcy and I had driving her home was you know and and just letting her know that she never had to see the inside of a shelter again and and nothing against the shelter they did a great job no, once not. they had her um but it was just a fantastic feeling to be able to give that to an animal so it's yes, just it is it's it such is. great work. And the other thing that I is so inspiring to me about Old Dog Haven, and this is, um, you know, any anytime I encounter a nonprofit that works like a well-oiled machine, <laughs> and Old Dog Haven is definitely one of those, and I've just been so impressed by the organization and how, uh, you know, I don't know how Judith is so available because she's got so much going on but it's just you know with the help of people like you and the network it's just such a wonderfully run organization oh it well and it, it takes many many hands and many many people and of yeah. course judith is the choreographer of the dance and yeah. uh is a master juggler and and has such an intuitive way of placing dogs with the right people and uh her her dedication and and lee as well has inspired the rest of us to get on board. And so with our staff and our volunteers and, you know, our donors and, and everyone else, it's just, uh, it all comes together. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the Walk for Old Dogs, but we're going to take a quick break. And I sure. um, just wanted to remind people that when we're on break, that these um, advertisements are for companies that we love and highly, highly, highly recommend. So, you know, especially if you live with dogs or or know people who live with dogs, obviously you must be interested in dogs if you're listening. Um, listen to the ads because um, it's it's definitely great tips for great products. So check those out. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes. This is Julie Forbes. I'm excited to tell you about Farm Dog Naturals, a company that handcrafts herbal remedies for the all-natural dog. Quality and integrity are must-haves for anything that I recommend. Certified eco-friendly and cruelty-free, their products address issues like stress and anxiety, itching, hot spots, crusty noses, as well as pet urine, stains, and odor. Farm Dog Naturals is guaranteed, and I'm so happy with the results I'm seeing. Shipping is available worldwide from their website, farmdognaturals.com, or you can ask for them at a retailer near you. Again, that's farmdognaturals.com. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Northwest School of Animal Massage on Vashon Island, we cover the world of animals. 
This week, July 10th, it's a Talk With Your Animals Sunday with gifted animal communicator, medium, and Reiki master Darcy Pariso. Darcy can help you talk with and learn about your animal friends or help you connect with animal or human loved ones on the other side. Plan to give us a call on Martha Norwalk's Animal World Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. The Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different protein options to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their two stores in Burien and Kirkland, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your door. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. I'm Julie Forbes, and my first choice for my pet's food is the Natural Pet Pantry. It's the educated choice. An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk, 1150. And now, back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And we're back talking with Ardith DeVries with Old Dog Haven. Now, Ardith is the author of a book called Old Dog Haven, Every Old Dog Has a Story to Tell, and it's a wonderful book. It's a compilation of stories from their work, um, really just inspiring, moving, heartwarming stories of uh, successful, um, you know, successful individuals who got brought in, uh, taken under Old Dog Haven's wing and were able to live out the rest of their life surrounded by love and with the care that they deserve um, and Artif, is that, I assume, available on Amazon? Yes. Yeah, okay. it's available on Amazon and any of the online sources. Local bookstores have it. Uh, we'll have copies available for people to, to purchase at the walk as well. And all any event that Old Dog Haven attends, uh, we always have copies for people. Cool. And again, the title of the book is Old Dog Haven. Every old dog has a story to tell. It's a really great book. And, of course, a great way to support the organization. So your your walk for old dogs is coming up July seventeenth, eleven to three at Cromwell Park in Shoreline, and people can go to olddoghaven.org for more information about the event. And there's all sorts of fun things going on at this. Now, this is something that people can take their dog to. Is it? Oh for, yes. Oh, that's the whole point. Right. Now, it's not <laughs> it's nice just... nice to see the people, but it's the dogs. It's the dogs that we want to see. And it's not just for old dogs. No, somebody... not at all. Not okay. at all. People of all ages, dogs of all ages. Uh, yeah, it's, we welcome everyone who has a dog to come and, and join in the fun. Cool. And as you said earlier, because Old Dog Haven covers all of the vet expenses for all of the dogs on, in the organization, it's over 300 now, that the vet vet bills average about $80,000 per month that you supply to support these dogs and getting the best vet care available. And so this fundraiser is a huge piece of that puzzle of getting that, you know, raising those funds. So it's a, what a wonderful event to attend, whether you have a dog or not, or whether you think your dog would enjoy going or not, definitely bring yourself and your family. So there's, um, so there's a walk, and it's, okay, so this is a walk for old dogs. So we're not talking about a, you know, three-mile walk, I assume. No, no. It's about, it's actually about a third of a mile, and um, it it's 
just a kind of a nice stroll. It's a, a sort of a paved path and uh, along lawns and fields, and and people walk as much or as little uh, as as they would like to do. And we have, you know, we see dogs of every imaginable breed and, and size, and they're on four legs or three legs, and they're uh, in carts, and they're riding in strollers. And mm-hmm. uh, so uh, it's a matter of just getting out there and having a good time and, and meeting other people, which is actually how the walk started about five years ago. This is our fifth year, and it, it originally started as just a way for people to get together on a Sunday afternoon in the park and and fosters to to meet each other mm-hmm. because we're so widespread. We have foster homes all the way up and down the coast of Washington from Blaine to uh, Olympia and for dogs to socialize and so on. And, and in the past five years, last year, Julie, we had over 400 people. And I don't know whether you remember the day that it was 97 degrees in Seattle. Ugh. Well, that was it last year. Wow. Fortunately, this year... If the weather forecast holds, we're looking at 70, which is about 27 degrees cooler. But um, so we had uh, we had almost 400 people, over 400 people with their dogs last year, and it was just amazing. I mean, we had wading pools and we had volunteers spritzing dogs with with water, and everyone managed to to stay to stay cool. And it has just grown each year, not only with more people and more dogs, but we're adding more events and we're adding more things for people to do to have a good time. And so it's become a big doggy do. Yeah. Now there's an old dog pageant. Oh yes, and that's a that's kind of a fun thing where um, we have we have several categories: uh, best costume, uh, best trick. Quarter the message being you can teach old dogs new tricks. Right. Uh, the best decorated stroller because we have lots of dogs that come in in strollers and. We have uh, also what we call the 30, uh, 30-yard lollygag, <laughs> and this one is only open to senior dogs. All of the other events are open to any dog that's there, but the, the lollygag is just for seniors, and we'll see how interested and uh, creative people can be about getting their dog from point A to point B. It's not a race, and it's uh-huh. not a matter of who walks the fastest. Um, and we're also adding a couple of other things that that are a little bit of a surprise for people, although they won't be now because they're hearing me say it, is that um, I'm going to find a way to identify the oldest dog there. Mm. And, uh, and of course, there are prizes for all of these things. We have wonderful people out in the community who have donated all kinds of swag for for, uh, gifts for people to get. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other thing that we're going to do is I'm going to, uh, I'm emceeing the day, and so I'm going to, at the very beginning, get all of the people who are fostering for Old Dog Haven out in the in the center so that people can see our core. This is the um, this is the backbone of our organization in terms of our fosters. And uh, we have uh, one foster who I hope will be there who has been fostering for Old Dog Haven for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And so there will be uh, lots of different things for people to participate in and, and to see. And, and we have... Uh, um, our sponsors that have have made the event possible in terms of the logistics and so on. Um, our Gold Paw sponsors, the Frontier Village Veterinary Clinic, which is our home clinic, they'll be there, and uh, the Tacoma um, Humane Society and uh, Martha Faulkner, who's a real estate lady who understands about needing homes, and she donates a percent, ten percent of her commission to uh, Old Hog Haven, and wow. also uh, unleashed the. Uh, the, the dog park where people can go to be, you know, dogs can be off leash. And, uh, and we have all kinds of other vendors there. Um, you know, we have a, 
angel care animal massage who's doing free dog massages. Uh-huh. I, I'm not sure whether they'll do people, but maybe they might. You never yeah. know. And uh, Patty Wack will have toys and supplies, and uh, our one of our sponsors, Aussie Petmobile, is going to be doing uh, nail trims. And oh, good. So uh, there are all kinds of things to for people to not only sample in terms of free goodies, but also to um, to buy T-shirts. Old Dog Haven will have a booth there where we'll be selling uh, T-shirts and, and my book. And Oh, and we've got a race car. Did you know about that? Oh, well, I saw that in the press release. <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a, a, a really neat guy uh, named Gene Melange. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. And he races at the Evergreen Speedway. And he's also a, um, a senior dog uh, supporter. And he has a uh, 14-year-old dog. And I think the dog's name is Rufus, if I remember correctly. So what he's done is he's painted Old Dog Haven on his race car in huge, huge letters. <laughs> <laughs> and so every time, every time he goes around the track, you know, when he races, um, you know, people see the name, which is just a wonderful thing. And he's doing it just because he supports what we're doing. Well, yeah. he's coming with his race car, and of course, the first question we asked is, "Can anybody drive it?" And the answer was obviously no. Yeah. But um, great photo up. I mean, I can just see. Uh, you know, somebody putting their dog behind the wheel of the car and sending pictures to friends saying, look at now he can drive. Yeah. So um, Gene will be there. And so and we've got great um, food goodies. Um, do you know Don Ford, Don and Ben from um, Seattle Barkery? I met them at the Dog Film Festival a couple weekends ago. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. they, well, Don and Ben are, are Old Dog Haven fosters as well. And so um, they will be there with their their truck, and so there'll be all kinds of uh, special goodies for dogs, and and we'll have people food too. Uh, the uh, ice cream pops from Six Strawberries, and uh, vegan ice cream sandwiches from the Cookie Cutter, and uh, sandwiches also from Napkin Friends, and so um, it's a thing, Julie. I mean, it's really it's yeah. really going to be a fun, fun afternoon. Good. Um, what are some of your you know you've been with the organization for a long time and and um, you know I've had a lot of experience with this work and you know taking taking old dogs into your own home in addition mm-hmm. to the work that you do to support the organization um what are a couple of um sort of stories that some of your favorite stories from your experience that stick out for you individuals that that just kind of come to mind that either had some sort of dramatic turnaround or, you know, something like that. One thing that I, I really love is to see how it's just another example of how resilient and adaptable these animals are, you know, when they end up later in life, you know, in a shelter and, and coming from all sorts of different backgrounds, Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes, Mm -hmm. oftentimes not the best backgrounds, um, and then to just see how they can sort of move forward, and well, it is, you know. it is amazing. And I think I think what's going on there, Julie, is that dogs don't judge, and they live in the moment. And so when you have a, a senior dog that goes from lounging on the couch with his lady to all of a sudden being in a shelter because she's died, and and the family has mm-hmm. not made any arrangements, right? You think this is. This has got to be devastating for the dog, yeah. which of course it is. But then someone comes along who is willing to love the dog and care for the dog, and it's almost as if that second chance at happiness clicks with the dog, mm-hmm. and he or she says, 
oh, okay, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And they get a kind of a second wind, and off they go. It's just, you know, Judith and I have talked about this so often, where a dog will come particularly to Judith and Lee's home at home base, where it's more of a, a hospice situation there, mm-hmm. and she'll think, well, maybe maybe he'll be here with us for a week. And once dogs find themselves in a situation, particularly if they've had some kind of a very difficult background, but once they find themselves in a situation where they're loved and cared for and cared about, they want to stay as long as they possibly can. Yeah. I mean, your Lois is a fabulous example oh, of, yeah. of yeah. you know, on death's door when you got her and look at her now. Yeah, she's like, never and, mind. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still, I'm still in the game. Don't, yeah. uh, you know, don't, don't write me off yet. Yeah. And so... They stay absolutely as long as they can, and we've had dogs that have come in in just horrendous condition. Yeah, um, I do a blog for Old Dog Haven, and one of the first blogs that I did was a, uh, about a dog named Thor, who whose ears were so badly damaged from years and years and years of untreated um, infections that um, the amount of pain that he had to be in was, I mean, it was probably just off the scale. And so um, we took him in and and placed him in with one of our longtime uh, fosters, Glory Hikes, who loved him to pieces, and had surgery. And um, of course, he was deaf already because of the fact that his ears were, ears were so badly damaged. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the surgery on both of those ears—I mean, he's pain-free for probably the first time in years, and he's like a puppy. He's just having such a wonderful time, mm-hmm. and he's not young. I mean, he's a yeah. he's an old guy. I've forgotten now how old he is, maybe 12, 13, somewhere around there. And um, he's having a great time. So, and there again, there's where the where the cost comes in, because even though our veterinary partners, they're wonderful about giving us discounts and so on, but when you're talking about major surgery like that for uh, on both ears, I mean, it's very pricey. And yeah. so... Um, and our our money, by the way, uh, we're not funded by any kind of government source. All of our money comes from donations, mm-hmm. um, which is another reason why the the walk is is such an important big deal. And we're and you know our goal for the walk this year is eighty thousand, which is basically one month's vet care. And we're running a little behind. And so anybody who's listening to this, um, we want you to come. But if you can't, um, you know a donation would be wonderful too. Just yeah. to, because all of the money that we raise at the walk, every single penny goes for the dogs. Yep. There's no administrative expenses at all. So that's that's important for people to know. And but people you, can you, just, want, you wanted stories about dogs. Well, huh? people can just go to olddoghaven.org if you're listening from another state or even another right. country. Absolutely. And just make a donation and, and feel good about that if you can't make it to the walk. Well, one right. of the things I actually this brought up, I did ask for stories, but it brought up a question that I wanted to ask. Um, I'm curious just to hear your perspective on this, talking about the, you know, we were talking about how resilient and and in in the present moment dogs are and how they can they can move forward. And it's not to say that they don't experience grief because they certainly do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have you um, do you have any um, tips or just experience that you share of what you do um, to help a dog through the grieving process? Well, I think, number one, 
um, dogs are intuitive. I mean, you know that. Yeah. And and so when when a dog who has well, for instance, one of the one of the newest dogs that I have um, uh, we have in our home is um, a little guy who spent almost all of his life being a lap dog for an older lady. Mm. And that was his world. That was his entire world. Mm. And uh, she died suddenly, and all of a sudden he was without his lady, and everything in his world was totally upside down. And so when he came, and he's been with us now for, I would say, about two months, um, he was he was grieving. Yeah. It was very clear that he was grieving. And so what what we do and what I have done with other dogs in the past is um, they understand everything that we're thinking and feeling. And so you don't even always have to use words. I mean, they're, yeah. they're very intuitive. But just, number one, to acknowledge the fact that the dog's grief is important. Yeah, It's one of those things where um, I always... You know, I tell him all the time, I know that you miss your lady, and but I, I think she's happy that you're here, yeah. and we're going to take you. So it's constant reassurance, constant acknowledging of the dog's feelings, because uh, what's so difficult with dogs um, when they're grieving is to find someone that gets it. Yeah, um, it's just my my experience. I've, I worked with hospice with people several years ago, and one of the one of the things, and I remember this with my own family, when my dad was dying, and he was very well aware of the fact that he was dying, and wanted to talk about what songs he wanted played at his funeral. My mother was on the page of when you're feeling better, we're going shopping. Right, and so he felt very alone because he yeah. didn't have anybody to express those feelings to. Now that was before he died, but in the case of the the dogs that come to us, and I think all of the people who are fostering for old dog haven would say the same thing too, is the first thing is to acknowledge that you understand what they're feeling, and to share that feeling with them, and to somehow fill that hole with positive experiences, mm-hmm. and to take it at a pace that's comfortable for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, there can't be any of this. Okay, you're here now, and she's gone. Let's go to the beach. Yeah, doesn't work because. That's, that's, um, I mean, and sometimes it works that way, but I remember the first time that, that, um, we took Johnny, the little dog that I was talking about to the beach. Um, he was okay with it because we were there, but I mean, it wasn't a really a very big deal and it was so wide open because he was used to being in a house on a lap in a room (laughs) and, uh, and so taking it slow and not imposing your expectations on them. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the hardest things for fosters to learn is when a new dog comes into the house is just to allow them some time to settle in and to uh, become comfortable with their new life. Yeah. And they get that they're getting a second chance at happiness. I mean, there's no doubt about that. It's just a matter of um, being as empathetic and sympathetic, but at the same time as positive and saying, okay, we're going to do these things and this is the kind of food that you're going to eat because you're going to feel better. And like with Lois, you see results that um, have an effect on their personality as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's been incredible. Well, it's something that really, I think, especially old dogs uh, really bring out. And and part of what is so moving about the work is, is really honoring them for where they are in their life, whether, whether that's two weeks away from death Right. Or two years away from death or six years away, you know, whatever, yeah. wherever yeah. they are, 
that you're just doing the best for them that you know to do and to let them take their course as they are going to take it and sort of respecting and honoring that as well? Yes, I think that's really important because the whole dogs live in the moment concept is just so critical with this kind of work because yeah. it's uh, it's one of those things where, and, and, and we can't get involved with the thinking about um, the people who created whatever situation that caused the dog to be homeless, right. uh, um, whether it's, it's a, one that's understandable or one that's not understandable, because all of our energies in terms of what we do have to go toward the dog. And, and any kind of anger or whatever feelings, negative feelings are conjured up, that has to be put aside because it contaminates what you're able to offer to the dog. Sure. Yeah. And uh, they they understand that. Yeah. Uh, well, it brings... And your dogs have just... Uh, the being valued members of a, of a family and being yeah. uh, important to the community, and that's why this this walk has become such a popular uh, event for people. Because you know, when I go when I go to the to the walk and I look around the park and I see all of these second chances of happiness, <laughs> walking around on four legs or three or two or whatever. Mm-hmm. These are dogs that never would have made it out of the shelter alive yeah. if it hadn't been if they hadn't been taken in by Old Dog Haven. Mm-hmm. And, and when I see them smiling and and socializing and having fun, and and being so well loved by their people, I mean, it's um, it, the experience of being there um, is one that is is hard to match. Yeah, it's hard to match. So we're talking about the walk for old dogs, which is coming up July seventeenth, eleven to three at Cromwell Park in Shoreline here in Washington, and it's Old Dog Haven's big annual fundraiser and uh, great to attend if you are listening and are just so inspired by their amazing work. But you can't attend the walk. You can certainly make a donation. It goes All of it goes directly into the organization to helping old dogs. Um, now, one thing that, and that's olddoghaven.org is their website you can go to, so when we were talking, you know, it's really interesting, and I've thought about this a lot before, because um, my, you know, when I'm not doing the radio show, I'm I'm working with people and their dogs of right. all of all right. ages, and you yeah. know, dog training and behavior, and constantly telling people to stop focusing so much on the words and to be aware of the nonverbal communication. That's exactly and, right. right. All that kind of stuff, and I'm, yeah. you know, over and over and over again, and. And and, you know, all that. And that's that's really important. I talk about that a lot. And it is, you know, creates a lot of opportunity for people to gain self self-awareness in a way that they might not have, you know, through learning through their relationship with their dog. However. That said. There's also this sort of phenomenon like what we were talking about with acknowledging to the dog um, and I've done this before in my life with with my dogs or with dogs who we've taken in, who uh, we've had the opportunity to be that sort of in between that foster home for a dog, not an old dog necessarily, but a dog that, you know, has come from some situation that didn't work out. And they're and they're clearly grieving, even though we know right. that they're ultimately right. going to be in a better place. But is to 
just kind of talk to the dog and just yes. say it in the way that you would to a person, there's something about that that seems to convey to the dog, even mm-hmm. though I'm telling people all the time in general to kind of cut out, cut it out with the words and pay attention to all the other stuff. But then there, I don't know, there's like some situations where you just like sit with the dog and just say, you know, I know that you are, you know, have feeling these feelings and blah, blah, blah. And you just kind of like get it out there and there's something that conveys. And then, of course, there's all the other stuff surrounding that, um, all the nonverbal stuff that goes on throughout the days. But it does seem like that helps them. Well, and it also helps you because see, yeah. that that talking with a dog, you know, humans we're we like to see the tangible in terms of what's right in front of us, and particularly if we take in a dog that we know is grieving, we need some kind of validation that we are helping the dog in some way, and mm-hmm. we use our words. Yeah, and and so it's as helpful, I think, to the person as it is to the dog, and the dog. The dog understands. I mean, just because the dogs just because dogs don't rely on verbal communication to make their point or whatever it is that they're trying to do, and they function on a on an intuitive level, it doesn't mean that they don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. And so, I mean, how often haven't you had a, a situation where you ask your dog if if he or she wants to do something, and your the response that you get is an indication that the dog has understood what you're saying. Yeah. And so um, their mental abilities are as finely tuned as their emotional and their intuitive abilities. And so, yeah, I think that, that the, the combination of the nonverbal as well as the verbal is a wonderful way of presenting the whole package to a dog. Mm-hmm. Here I am. I have things to say to you. Yeah. I have things to show to you. Yeah. Um, and we're going to have a wonderful life together. Yeah. And they get that. Yeah. And and in their own time. Oh, absolutely in their own time. Yeah. yeah. And it and it's not it's not a matter of I know Judith must get this question all the time. Well, how soon can I expect uh, Johnny or or Sheila or whoever the dog is to to start coming around and and feeling happy about being here? And there's no right answer to that. Mm-hmm. Because it so depends. I mean, if you if you switch it to a human perspective, when someone you love dies or when someone you love has gone away or for some reason you find yourself separated from that person, the the grieving process uh, takes time because, and, and the grieving process is necessary because it's a way, uh, if we're talking specifically about dogs, I think it's a way for the dog to honor the, the presence of that person or those people sure. in his or her life. Yeah. Um, because to just simply say, Okay, especially if it's someone who has died. Um, okay, they're gone now. I'm going to do this without um, without memories and without thought. Yeah. And what you're trying to do, and what you've done in two years with Lois, is that you're helping her create new memories. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. My grandmother just passed away a few weeks ago, and she was mm-hmm. a, she was 102. Oh my gosh! I know, and uh, <laughs> good for lots her. Lots to celebrate. I know. And uh, we were very close, and and um, and I've talked about grief uh, in the past, uh, very regularly over the mm-hmm. sh- over the years, um, in the ca- in the context of of losing a pet, right? Um, but it is it is an interesting um, process. I'm fascinated by it as I'm as I experience it and how it just sort of 
it's not something that even happens in my head, like with my no. grandmother. It just it just sort of comes up, and then for the next few hours, I might just be really feeling Nana and missing yeah. her and feeling emotional, and right. and and then it and then that sort of subsides, and then and then I you know kind of move through that, and then I'm kind of just going through life, and then it'll sort mm-hmm. of just a little, you know, wave will sort of come up again. And, and that has been my experience, um, you know, saying goodbye to dogs as well. Yes. Um, yes. And it, so it is kind of interesting too. Like, I wonder if like your experience with um, Johnny, the little, mm-hmm. the little guy who you've had for a couple months who lost his lady, if you've noticed it, you know, it's sort of, he has his times where he's okay. And then he's, you know, I wonder if, I wonder if dogs experience it in sort of waves like that. Similar well, I to think humans. That, I think they do, and I think that, like people, um, and I'm sure you've experienced this, where a certain sound or a certain smell or a certain something will all of a sudden take you back right. to wherever. And I think with dogs, it's true too. And, and the dogs that we that we get um, in Old Dog Haven, we don't know the history of many of them. Mm-hmm. And and every once in a while, I've had dogs in the past who um, who. Like for instance, uh, I I took in recently um, uh, another little guy named Jack. Now I have a toy basket in in the living room that has sat there for years without any dog showing any particular interest in it. And the first thing that Jack hit did when he hit the house, he dived into that toy basket and started <laughs> throwing toys around, yeah. just like he had hit the mother load. Yeah. Now that that dog clearly has had has had an experience where someone has played with him. Yeah. And he found that there was an opportunity for that to happen here. Mm-hmm. And so I think that uh, I think that with the grieving, now in, in Jack's case, uh, it wasn't someone that had died. Um, actually, he was brought to the shelter to be euthanized. Mm. And the shelter called Judith and said, I, I don't think so. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Judith called me, and so Jack is here. But I think that, um, that dogs have buttons that get pushed Sure. And triggers just like we do, and right. uh, and that very often uh, impacts their grieving process, and either prolongs it or, uh, in many ways, helps them to uh, move past it in some way. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really important, like you said, to honor that because whatever it was that they are grieving for, or whoever they're grieving about, um, was important to them for whatever reason. Yeah, and. Uh, we have to kind of take that into consideration. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I've compiled a list and I'd love for you to add to it as well. Um, Some tips for people who live with old dogs, kind of some health and life tips for people to keep in mind. Sure. Specifically for old dogs. We're going to be back in just a few minutes talking with Ardith DeVries with Old Dog Haven. Their walk for old dogs is coming up July 17th. Go to olddoghaven.org for more information. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Well, I had an old dog and his name was Blue. Yes, I had an old dog and his name was Blue. Well, I had an old dog and his name was Blue. And bet you five dollars is a good dog, too. The Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different protein options, 
to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their two stores in Burien and Kirkland, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your door. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. I'm Julie Forbes, and my first choice for my pet's food is the Natural Pet Pantry. It's the educated choice. Eric, people ask me to help them with all sorts of doggy challenges. I can only imagine. Oh yeah, dogs jumping on guests, new puppy questions, behavioral challenges like fear and aggression, even dog food sensitivities. You name it, and I've probably worked with it. But can you help people even if they don't live in Seattle? Absolutely. I've had great success with phone consultations and have even Skyped with people and their dogs from all over the country. Every dog should be approached as a unique individual. I've talked about this over and over again on the show. That's one of the parts of working with dog training and behavior that I love the most. Every client is different. If you're listening and you need help with your dog, just get in touch. I'd love to get you pointed in the right direction and answer all of your questions. Email me host at dogradioshow.com. That's me, Julie Forbes, host at dogradioshow.com. I look forward to connecting. Wait, dogs can use Skype? We're really living in the future. (laughs) This summer, pack up the dog bowls and head to the lodges on Vashon. Just a 20-minute ferry ride from West Seattle, Vashon Island is the perfect quick getaway for you, your family, and your furry friend. The Lodges on Vashon has 16 freestanding contemporary lodges, two communal spaces, and plenty of outdoor space to enjoy with your pooch. Go to lodgesonvashon.com for more information, because sometimes your dog needs a vacation too. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp? That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. And now, back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, back with Ardeth DeVries with Old Dog Haven, talking about their Walk for Old Dogs, which is coming up July 17th at Cromwell Park in Shoreline this year, 11 to 3. Registration fee is $25, includes a walk tote bag. Uh, Old dogs, young dogs, and people of all ages are welcome And you can go to olddoghaven.org for more information. This is their biggest annual fundraiser. It'll be a blast. And we are definitely going to try to make it with Lois this year. Oh, I hope you do. Yeah. Um, So now we talked about um, this. I have a list of sort of tips for people with old dogs, Mm -hmm. um, things to keep in mind. And a lot of these are true for dogs of all ages, but sort of especially for dogs as they get older. And I'd love for you to, um, you know, if there's anything that you can think of, too, that's good for people to keep in mind as well. Or if you have any thoughts of what I say. Um, One of the things is in where old dogs tend to get lumps and bumps on their body. And that it's a good, really good idea to be familiar with your dog's body through lots of. Um, you know, light massage and pets, which right. we love to do for our dogs anyway, but sure. kind of being intentional so that you can yeah. really get a feel for their body. And then if something, if something's there, um, I know Darcy actually, Telly had our, our older cattle dog had, uh, we found like a little hot spot and I, we don't know what the heck it was from. Cause she doesn't really get them. 
um, but it was on her neck. And the only way that she found it was, and she has a super thick coat, was because she was just massaging her neck. And then mm-hmm. Telly let out a, a little yipe. And we were like, what was that? And then we went to the area and then discovered that she had a little raw spot. So, um, and then getting, if you do find a lump, you know, a lot of times dogs have lipomas, which are just fatty tumors, and those are really common. But just like with people, early detection for cancer is really key. So get get those lumps checked out when you do find one that that is new. Just have your vet check it out and have them, you know, take a, a sample of cells or whatever just to make sure that that's what it is. Yeah, that's right. Keeping their nails trimmed. True for all dogs. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it affects their the way that their foot lands on the ground. And if yeah. the nails get too long, it, it can actually, you know, cause arthritis in, in those feet foot bones. Yeah. Yeah. And we've had some dogs that have come into Old Dog Haven where the nails are so long that they've curled over Ugh. and have grown into the pad. Terrible. And how they're actually able to walk is... Oh, um, I can't imagine. Yeah. So that's very important. Yes. Um, and also to help them with traction and not sure, slipping sure. and all that kind of stuff. Um, so keeping those nails trimmed is important. And if you're not comfortable doing it, then just have your vet or groomer do it. Right. And right. then, you know, I have worked, you know, certainly over the years with a lot of senior dogs for behavioral challenges. And I am, uh, especially with older dogs and when, uh, the, you know, I've had this dog for eight years and he's never done this. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's snapped at a, at a kid or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, really being sensitive to pain that they might be yeah. feeling or, yeah. or other illness that might be impacting their behavior. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, and, and the uh, fear is a, as a cause of what, people perceive as aggression is another yeah. is another um, issue that's related but certainly with with senior dogs the pain uh, the pain issues uh, explain a great deal yeah like uh, my oh my grandchild you know was walking and fell on the dog's you know hind end or went just roughly went to go give him a hug around his rear end and it's like right. oh the dog has arthritis and that's or hip dysplasia and that's painful Yes. And that's that yeah. could be what caused the dog to snap, yeah. you know, yeah, ouch. That's, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And then just sort of a general note to just be careful, especially careful with older dogs around children who might not be able to control their how they move physically Right, as especially well. the younger kids that move very quickly and they move randomly. And yeah. and sometimes for an older dog, um, especially one that is has difficulty moving and, and processing, um, it's really hard to deal with that. Yeah. Just like with all dogs, I talk about this all the time on the show, make sure that they get plenty of mental stimulation as older dogs need for physical exercise decreases. They still really love the mental stimulation. Stuff like nose work is really great for them. Um, And, of course, good nutrition and um, is really important. Well, I hope that um, I think we're going to be able to make it this year finally and bring Lois Oh, that'd be good. That'd to, be wonderful. To the Walk for Old Dogs. It's Old Dog Haven's big annual fundraiser. This is the fifth annual. It's Sunday, July 17th from 11 to 3 p.m. at Cromwell Park in Shoreline. You can go online to register in advance. Registration fee is $25. All of the proceeds go to support Old Dog Haven and the wonderful old dogs that they help. And you can go to their website and just make a donation if you can't be there in person olddoghaven.org. Arta, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks so much, Julie. Add one more thing to your list. Yeah. Dental. 
Yes. Tooth care. Thank you. Um, the biggest percentage of dogs that we come in that, that come into us have just terrible, terrible dental issues, and uh, you know, in many cases, they end up not having a tooth left in their head right. because the the teeth haven't been taken care of. So that's my PS to your list, which is a great list. All right. Thanks so much, and thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You've been listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Never miss another episode. Listen to our podcast online at dogradioshow.com or download them for free on iTunes or SoundCloud.